Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of That's Entertaining. This week we begin our journey into the X-Men world with X-Men Origins Wolverine, the first chronological movie to chronicle the X-Men characters. Joining me on this journey to begin it out is making a second appearance on That's Entertaining, the one, the only, Coach Mo. I hope I don't fall succumb to the sequel where I get worse my second try. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. You'll be good. No worries. Yes. It's so, in the books. before we dive into the movie proper, Mo, what you been entertained by recently? Anything special stand out? Um, actually for me, yeah. Uh I've been playing Halo Wars on the Xbox One with oh, nice. uh, the cross compatibility that they gave out. Um it was just fun to dive in to a 3-hour match. Um, three hour match. So, yeah, though, when in Halo Wars, when you're playing, if you're playing multiplayer, those matches can be anywhere from 15 minutes to multiple hours, depending on uh, the way you're playing and the way uh, the counterpart is playing. And so, that's literally the only gaming I've done this whole week. Uh, I think that was on Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, wow. But yeah, three hour match online uh, that my team came away victorious. So, really, really had a good time. Nice. I have that on disc. I haven't popped it into my 360 or my Xbox One yet since the backwards compatibility, but one of these days we'll have to play. Heck yes. I haven't played that in for a long in such a long time. I never actually even beat it on 360, but it's cool to know that you have it so we can play. I agree. I think we'll rock it. Halo's good for for any any group. I think it builds builds stronger relationships the more Master Chiefs involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah anything else you've been entertained by besides halo wars uh actually yes uh i went to zootopia uh this past weekend how is that uh, i i loved it um the story is it's not your prototypical story of there were they were trying to kind of play nit that niche of oh there's going to be something bad and uh you're gonna think it's because of this and it really dived into like how personal bias can affect um, misinformation, which for me I think is really huge with all the political stuff that's going on around us, where people are, you know, they're they're slinging dirt and they're they're slinging information, and you know, they're well, seventy two percent of people whose middle names start with a W agree on this. You know what I mean? They they mm-hmm. they trick you with statistics that <clears throat> are led to misbelief. Oh yeah. And so this was all about how a small misconception can hurt somebody else. And they tied that uh, that idea, that concept in, in a way that, like, I went and bought the Disney Infinity characters um, that they had available for Disney Infinity um, just because I want those little figures because I want to support that movie. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I didn't know they had the Infinity characters for the Zootopia people. Yep. yep. What characters so. are out there? Uh, the two main characters, it's, uh, I cannot remember their names off my head right now, but the, uh, bunny cop and, uh, the fox. So. <laughs> Very cool. Anything else? Hmm. I saw this one movie. It was okay. Uh, it's called Batman watches Superman. Um, it was, uh, it was okay. It was, it was a decent movie. Uh, a lot, it was of, called a lot of Batman watches Superman. <laughs> yeah. You, you didn't see it in theaters. Yeah, oh. I think we did a you know, Batman watches Superman, um, and then they talk. 
Yeah, that was it's about all. That's that was the title of the movie. <laughs> Batman Batman watches Superman and they talk. So, uh, <laughs> oh, Aquaman was in there for eight seconds. Yeah, if eight you, seconds. So seriously, that was really generous. Like it's probably like three and a half seconds. But if yeah. the, I I opened my eyes so wide that I was hoping he was gonna be in there for a full eight. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, as far as what I've been entertained by, so last night I got caught up finally on Star Wars Rebels, the TV show. Have you ever watched this TV show, Mo? I haven't, but uh, I currently have a list of what I call the That's Entertaining Approved section. (laughs) And so every time I listen uh, to you and uh, Alex, who I wish was here, Alex, you're loved. I don't know if you're busy or what's going on, but I miss you a lot and I miss how awesome you sound. Um, But... Like, there's things you guys talk about, like, oh, I have to go see this because you guys are talking about it and it just sounded so interesting. That's actually on my list. There's that. Uh, I went and saw Zoolander, so I got to cross that off my list. Um, <laughs> hold on. Let me pull up my phone real quick. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, I I loved it. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I still do the Blue Steel thing. Like, I do it to students, and, like, some of them get it and some of them don't. And um, Okay. I watched the Zoolander I just said. The Star Wars one. I went and watched all the actual Star Wars movies finally. So now I've seen all Woo-hoo! seven. Um, I still think the best one is still going to be the made-for-TV uh, Ewoks one. Still the best Star Wars movie ever. So, and I'm sure I'm sure your fans are going to hate me just for saying that. But <laughs> if you deny it, go watch it, download it, find it if you can, and it will completely change your life. Uh, I watched Pacific Rim, which I actually really liked. Um, you guys were giving it such a hard time. I'm like, oh, this is going to be stupid. Loved it. And I watched uh, the three Bourne movies you guys talked about. Supremacy, um, Identity, and Ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Ultim- yeah. But I haven't found – I didn't uh, watch Legacy yet. And let me scroll down. Oh, Inception. I saw that finally. Ooh, Inception so, so good. Yep. The Star Wars is the one of the only things I have left on the list uh, from what you guys have – been so great to share with me because I'm kind of out of the movie realm. So, cool. Well, Star Wars Rebels is on. It's a TV show on Disney XD. You can get the, you can find it on demand at like iTunes and Amazon wherever. But so season two just finally wrapped up, and I gotta say, this second season is amazing, and I really love what they've done with this and. It's really good for any Star Wars fan. If you haven't watched Rebels yet, I still say it's so good. You need to watch it. It's it's magnificent. So would I watch one, two, three, then want to watch this? Yes. So I was so trying to do it. Star okay. Wars, the movie, episodes one, two, and three, then this takes place. And then after Rebels is the original trilogy with episode four. Okay. okay I can... You can make that work. I know you can. I believe in you. Oh, uh, I can. I can try. Like for me, it's the. I love to watch it in like one sitting. Um, Ooh, but I, Rebels be, is like twenty episodes per season. Well, see, that's what I did with Daredevil, um, season one, because everybody was talking about how big season two was, and so I just knocked that out uh, last weekend, uh, just like um, watching it while I was working or watching it while I'm playing video games, stuff like that. Um, and so then I started Jessica Jones, and uh, I'm I'm on already on episode seven. Mm-hmm. That sound right? And l- literally, um, Kilgrave in that I don't know for anybody who's been watching, 
he's slowly moving up my list of like favorite villains because when I hate a villain so much and want them to die, like <laughs> the, the moment they do die, they become my favorite. Handsome Jack in Borderlands uh, 2. Um, the Joker. Like w- once you get to that moment that you hate someone so much, you're like ah, I want you to no longer exist. Superman. You know, we we all been hoping for that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so he's he's slowly rising in that risk. So I'm like, man, I really don't want you to exist. Like you're horrible, and I love it. Yeah, he's a pretty compelling villain. He's probably one of the most compelling villains in Marvel now. You watched the first season of Daredevil, so where does Kingpin fall into your villain category? See, I read um, in my head. I was I, whenever I think of Kingpin, I think of Spider Man. Um, I don't know if that's accurate, um, but it, it's from like, the cartoon back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so with him, I keep waiting for when Spider Man's in there, like make a little cameo and when all that's going to go down because Marvel's been so great about giving us this great crossover. But I don't, I don't look at King man as a villain right now. Like, yeah, he's done some bad stuff, but everything bad he's done, like when he loses it and goes crazy, it's because like something he's cared about has been threatened. You know what I mean? Like, and so like I said, they're going, man, if we could just harness your giantness, into something positive. <laughs> like, I just wish someone could just get through to you. So I'm really excited to see season two and kind of where they take that character uh, and the way they dive in with him because so far he's not, like, he's not a villain to me yet. He's a bad guy. Like, he's somebody who's doing stuff that's not great. But I know some some people who you might call them bad guys because, they like, some of their choices are morally um, pointed toward that direction, but they can still have like a good soul. You know what I mean? Am I, am I saying that? Does that sound like a complete idiot? No, I mean, but, I, I get um, what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like, I don't look at him and go, yeah, you need to no longer exist because you're horrible. You're a monster. He's one of them like, ah, yeah, I know he's you know, involved with, you know, drugs and this kind of stuff, but... You think there's a redemption? I, I think he could, yeah, be redempted into something positive. Like, he's still like, ah, you could be saved. You could... You know what I mean? He's he's Hannah Montana before Miley Cyrus became Miley Cyrus. You know what I mean? Like, uh, maybe so, it is the best of both worlds. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> so we got to this by talking about Rebels, I think. So moving yeah, on yeah. with other things I've been entertained by. Other than that, I have been checking out The Witcher again. Uh, been playing that magnificent game, the DLC on there, the Hearts of Stone DLC is, I, I believe, the name of it. So slowly making my way through that again, and it's it's really good. I like it a lot. I've sunk a lot more time into it than I guess that they anticipated people would. I think people were supposed to get like maybe 15 hours, and I'm pretty sure I've got at least 20 or so, and I'm not even done yet from this uh, extra content, so... It's it's compelling, and I was actually playing it like moments ago before we went to, into recording. So I will uh, report back when I finally actually beat the DLC of that. Also, I've been playing Star Wars Battlefront. The Outer Rim DLC is available for season pass owners, so I've been playing a little bit of that, and that's been pretty fun. I've been actually getting some achievements because they added more achievements to the the game now with it. There's I think there's 1500 now in witcher and i think there's like 1300 or something now in in battlefront so today i got a couple more achievements in battlefront and i was like yay 
more Star Wars achievements. It makes me happy. So I know you can relate with that. Yes, achievements. (laughs) Currently stroking my chin, thinking of things I will be doing as soon as we're done with this podcast. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's the the majority of things I've been entertained by. Obviously, I recorded a Play Some Video Games podcast last night. That'll be up soon. And coming soon for this feed, uh, Wednesday, because comic books are kind of on Wednesday, and you are part of this, Mo. Is I the am. the League of Entertaining Gentlemen a comics podcast? I am so excited to listen to this. Like, I, I just want to hear that conversation again because, like, when I left that conversation, I just felt so whole. Like, it's so great to kind of geek out on things you love, and to be able to share that with you and with Kev was just awesome for me. Um, as this is all new for me, like being able to like express that. So I very very excited. Can't wait to share it with people. Yeah, so that'll be available Wednesday because Wednesdays are kind of comic book release days, so it felt good to go out on a Wednesday. The That's Entertaining is more of a weekend release, and that will be a Wednesday release. So look for that on Wednesday. Speaking of comics, we're talking about a comic book movie with X-Men Origins Wolverine. So without further ado, why don't we dive into our entertaining thoughts for this week. X-Men Origins Wolverine. Mo, how did you feel about this movie? This is the first movie in the chronological storyline that, granted, the chronological storyline of X-Men is all over the place these days, but this is technically the first uh, of the storyline. What did you think? I, I found there were two characters in this that they nailed like i really enjoyed how they set it up but i didn't like the finish and i'll get to that when we get towards the end of the the movie but the the beginning of it where we set up wolverine and all the battles he's been through all the hell he's been through all the the fights he's been through what i loved about it is that kept painting him as fighting on the side that won of course Mm -hmm. but fighting on the good guy side so even though he has this really rough exterior of like, you know, uh, come at me, Bob, you know, you're trying to fight people and, and get, you know, just violence. He's always on the side that is trying to shed light and to try to bring hope. Mm-hmm. And I love that about him. I also love the Merc with the Mouth, Deadpool's <laughs> setup. Wade Wilson. The, mercen- the, the mercenary stuff they do for him is awesome. Mm-hmm. And the comics, the comics comics on my brain the comments that he makes are just flat out some of the funniest lines ever mm-hmm. um i love those two i didn't like the saber two stuff i i didn't like uh kind of how they they built that character and how two people who had experienced everything those two had gone through without really giving him that light at the end of the tunnel. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, not showing, like, the reason Wolverine fights is for noble reasons, and the reason Sabretooth fights is because he wants to kill stuff. I'm sorry, like, I, I firmly believe that if you're around good, you're going you're gonna to be good. Like, you can still have some different tastes in your life, but if he was around for that long, I just feel like there had to be something more that pushed him over the edge to be the monster that he he slowly became. And so that, that's something where I had some issues with the way they set it up and how they built it. Um, and yeah, 
Yeah, but no, overall, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it had some great stuff in it. Um, I wish okay. it would have put in people, uh, I think Beast, Gambit, are guys that could have been in something like this and had, like, huge roles in it. Um, I don't even think Beast was in it. Isn't he owned by uh, the other studio? No, well, he's in this, I... this studio, so this is Fox, mm-hmm. and they own yeah. the Beast character. They own pretty much all the X-Men character rights, uh, but Beast was not in this one. Yeah. So, I mean, that, those are characters that I think, when I think of X-Men Origins, those are some of the ones who come into my head. Yeah. So, but that's just me. So I really liked the first few minutes of this movie where they did that the origin story as him as a kid, then going through them as all the different wars, like you said. And it was really kind of cool how it paints that, yeah, they've been alive all this time because of their ability. They don't really age once they get to like that adulthood. They just kind of stay there for, for a long time. So I thought that was really cool. Plus, you know, we, we always know Wolverine is having the adamantium skeleton. Well, in this, you know, he starts out, he doesn't have that skeleton. So it's interesting to see him, you know, fighting with the bone claws as opposed to having the, the full adamantium skeleton as it gets later on. With this movie, though, I, I agree with you in the way that Sabretooth was handled. He just... The, I, it wasn't the acting that I didn't care for. It was the motivation of Sabretooth. It was like you said. He really had... It, he was being bad to be bad. He had like a bloodthirst, and that's all it was. It was he was satiating that bloodthirst the entire time, and that just he didn't really have good motivation for me in that aspect. Flip to that, you know, with Wolverine, with him becoming the loner, being out there in in Canada, being a lumberjack, which is perfect. I love that because it reminds me of an origin story for him that you can read in the comics. And he was a lumberjack, and he was just living out, and he was he was fine. He had this girl that he was living with, but then everything kind of comes tumbling down after that, you know. But I think that it was it was great that he was just able to walk away from that whole military aspect from what he thought. But, you know, how he, things never are what they seem, and the movie kind of progresses to a way where, oh, your crew's all getting killed, so what's going to happen next? It was interesting. It's kind of, I don't know if you felt this way, but when you watched it, did you feel like it was kind of telegraphed that the person that was taking people out was was uh, Sabretooth? See, yeah, that that just felt like a natural thing for me. Like, I, I didn't think they were trying to hide that it was him. Yeah, because then they revealed yeah. later on that he was working with Stryker, and it was just like, yeah, this didn't, I wasn't surprised. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like when you watch like the the unusual suspects and your your whole jaw hits the floor. It was like when you're watching a Blues Clues. It's like, oh yeah, that's where the couch is. <laughs> did you just reference this movie to Blues Clues? Sure did. And nice. It felt right. Nailed it. Good. <laughs> so that's exactly what what's happening here. Is it's color by numbers, and the thing about this movie that frustrates me more than anything else is the character of Gambit. I love Gambit. I love Gambit from the the '90s cartoon. Yes, and and I grew up with that Gambit, and I loved him. He was <sighs> mishandled. Is is a word that I guess I could use in relates to this movie? He's played by Taylor Kitsch, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. Who 
who played John Carter and some other stuff, and he just never really took off as an actor. But I don't think it was really his fault. It wasn't the actor, but they just wrote him as a stupid character. I think it was one of those where, like, hey, if we don't use this in a movie, we might lose the license. So, hey, here's Gambit and enjoy. You know, no, it was an awful. Um, I'm sorry, the Gambit I remember is the one who uses great little catchphrases, you know, who's talking, oh, come on, come on, me, more than me, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. Just really funny stuff. But that had a sense of humor and just was super playful. And I remember, I'm talking the same cartoon from the 90s, him and Rogue. That yeah. was like, I, literally, when I saw, uh, what was the X Men that had a rogue uh, character in it? Oh my goodness, X-Men. I'm blanking on the name. Was that what it was? X Men One? Is that what it was? Yeah, so uh, she's okay. in the X Men series. Um, yeah. Gambit and her were supposed to be together. In, in my mind, from that cartoon. Yeah, so mine too, because I, that was the origin story I had too. Yeah, um, that's, that's what I grew up with. So to me, it was like, who's this other dude? Why are y'all in love? Because that's the wrong guy. Like, the guy you're supposed to love picks up playing cards and throws them and blows stuff up because he's awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. Yeah, it's super it kind of bummed me out that that was the the way they wrote in such a great character. Like, that was the first uh, action figure I ever bought was a Gambit doll or Gambit action figure, however, however I'm supposed to say that. And I remember it was, like, one of the giant ones that, like, the knee moved and the arms moved. I would keep positioning him cool ways and set him on top of the, the, the nightstand and pretend that he was blowing stuff up over my room. Mm-hmm. Like, just loved Gambit. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like he's one of those characters. Him, and I'll, I'll bring him up again, him and Beast. I know Beast wasn't in this one, but those two are my favorites. Like, of the X-Men, those are the two that I want to shine because Beast ties into my true love of comic books, which is the Hulk as a very smart person who has this amazing power to, you know, be super strong. Um, but Gambit, you know, just super fun and fun loving yeah. and, and very, you know, someone that whenever they walked into a room, especially in that series, they, the animated series they had, you were like, man, whatever he says, you're going to love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. He was, he was kind of a, a he's a fun character. He's joking. Yeah. He's fun. And he, he looked really cool too with that, brown long coat and the uh the the red hair that he had it was kind of styled up in a weird way and the staff i mean it was all it was great yeah no i'm with you there but he wasn't that appearance here in this movie (laughs) (laughs) and that's just a really bad missed opportunity so he's not the only messed up character in this movie in my opinion he's the only character that they got right in my opinion in this movie is wolverine no, nope, I'm I'm 100 with that assertion. Like I, 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 I believe in what you're saying. Kinda, I kind of think they got the blob right, though. What do you think about blob? I don't remember him from anything, so I just was like, okay. Like, I only remember him from either it was either a game or a comic book that I read, but it was just a big, strong guy, like you know, a big guy, and so he was here. In the beginning, he was like just muscular and stuff. But then after the the group got disbanded, I guess he I guess he said they had a, an eating issue, and he became like the blob. It was interesting. No, nope. uh, yeah, for him, um, I I don't remember reading anything for him, so I was just like, oh, okay, good character. Yeah, didn't, didn't know what to say about it. And as far as the other characters go, so there's Agent Zero, who was like the guy with the guns. Yeah, uh, loved him by the way. 
I don't remember but, him from any comic books, though. I mean, I'm I sure don't he either, was in them. He had me dying. Like, I was legit laughing at him half the time. Just really good one-liners written for him. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they should have... They should have given a lot of those one-liners, though, to, to Deadpool. To yeah. Wade. Anyway, we'll no, talk about Deadpool that. later. But we also got the... Uh, I don't know. I don't know who this character is, but he has like the the teleportation power. He was played by Will I Am. Um, let's see. Wasn't he like John Wraith? I I don't. I I remember the name, but I don't remember where he was from. Because um, I, I think when we talked about looking into this, that was one of the ones I jumped in to look at, and the name stuck out to me. I think it was like John Wraith or John Wrath or something like that. Um, because uh, again, that Will I Am character I thought was really good, um, but it tied into one for me uh, was um, Silver Fox is in there too, in this movie, and Silver Fox was one who had brief mentions in other other comic outlets that I've read, and was a character that I really liked that I thought they could have done more with. Kayla Silver Fox. Yeah. Yeah, that was the the girl that he fell in love with. Hmm. Yeah, she was. I think she was fine. Will I Am did a good job with John Wraith, like you said, but I I just don't remember that character from anything else. This is the first time I remember seeing him, and I, again, he could be from something that I just haven't read before. Yeah, and again with with Marvel, there's there's a lot of side stuff that uh, we probably missed out at over the over the years. Mm-hmm. So let's move on into this story then. So. The his his girlfriend is killed by uh, Sabretooth, right? And mm. we're seeming to think that Sabretooth killed him just to draw out Wolverine. Is that correct? Um. Yeah. I I would with that. I think I don't want to say it was for me. There was something more to it. It wasn't just a drama. It was because Sabretooth. I think was they were trying to write that. He was so hurt and so broken, the fact that uh, Wolverine didn't go with him. Like, didn't want to go do the things he wanted to do. So the idea of Wolverine being happy, he he wanted that gone. Like, he wanted Wolverine to feel the way he felt. You know what I mean? Like, when we say draw someone out, like, oh, I'm, I'm luring you out with a trap. There, there are way easier traps to do. But to, to do, you know, to kill someone's significant other, someone you care about, a lot, to me, that's a mental thing where you want that person to suffer. Like, you want them in pain. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, with what they did here. Obviously, she didn't die. They were just setting up that to look like she had dead. But I would think that with his abilities, like, he can smell things and hear things. I would think that Wolverine might be able to say, well, you don't uh, you don't have the other factors of a person being dead. Like, yeah, her heart was slowed or stopped, but her body probably still would have been a little warm. Things like that, right? But yeah. wouldn't wouldn't he have gone to bury her or take her somewhere? And then in that time frame, she would have waken up. I'm just trying to think. How does this play out in your mind? <laughs> you know, because like, what's he do? Yeah. He, he picks her up in the field. And he's like, ah, which I hate when they just, you know, put their head back and yell up like in, in English. It works sometimes, but this one felt a little forced. But he he does that. So is it we're to assume he just leaves her there, her dead body of this woman that he's been living with that he loves in the field, and then he just goes after after Sabretooth, and he, he doesn't tend to the body. 
right? No, I, I'm with you. Like this is this is where they lost me. Um, like I feel like he would have known because we do find out that she's actually still alive. You know what I mean? And that she was working with uh, Striker. What was the bad guy? Striker the whole time. Like she, they have her sister. Yeah, I'm just like. I know her her power is like isn't it healing or something like that? Hers is to be able to control somebody's thoughts or to like oh, make okay. them do her will. For some reason I thought she could heal, but maybe that's the comic book version. Um, so, but yeah, it's Wolverine. Like, I feel like if there's ever been a superhero who knows when someone's dead or something is dead or something is dying, he's probably the one that he's been killing people and fighting against people for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. So that that was something for me. Like I don't think they explained it well enough for me to go. No, nah, I believe you. No, nah, I'm gonna. I can jump on this train with you. No, I I felt very like mm, y'all messed up on this plot. Like you you wanted this big twist, you wanted this curveball, but you didn't actually want to set the pitch up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was kind of a half a half baked notion that they wanted to sub- submit to us later on like oh well actually remember you thought she was dead haha <laughs> <laughs> but she was alive yeah and that the entire audience was just like we knew that she was <laughs> dead y'all need to give me my money back or give me some free popcorn right about now <laughs> so yeah i think i'm with you like this is the point where the movie just starts to go downhill right mm-hmm. because then wolverine goes and he fights victor and Wolverine loses. But what's the point? Like, why didn't Sabretooth at that point take Wolverine where he needed to take him? Because they they were wanting to take him to the island or whatever, uh, ultimately, which Sabretooth and Victor were and Stryker were running. So why didn't they just skip to the end, take him there, and then imbue him with the adamantium because that that was what they wanted to test to see if he could take but instead they try to do this whole mind game on him and say well victor killed her now you need to have sharp claws to go fight victor because your bone claws won't help but sharp claws will will help you out that's the (laughs) ultimate end goal of what they're trying to do with this is is give him sharp claws right yeah they have to find a reason for like hey so it's really hard for us to sell bone claws to, to people. Like nobody wants to buy bone claws. Like I'm just telling you right now, um, we want to make you, you know, the Wolverine that they keep seeing, and we need to find a way to get those bone claws taken care of. Because you being born with metal claws, nobody wants to do that, and it, it's really hard for us to, you know, here at Fox to set this up. So here's how you got the metal claws. I would have preferred that with this route, just just take the girl. Mm-hmm. Just seriously, say, hey, we want to turn you into this awesome weapon. So we took her. You go do these things for us that we need done, you get her back. Make make it an indentured servitude. Make it something where he has a reason to go get this done, not, hey, um, you got your butt kicked by your boy. Well, if, if you don't go get these awesome metal claws, you can't beat him. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Because one, he's Wolverine. He's he's gonna find a way to beat him. He's gonna find a way to get stronger. He's mm-hmm. gonna find you know what I mean? Like 
I I view Wolverine as that silent dude who doesn't say a lot. And you're like, oh, man, that's just a hillbilly. But he's playing like 12 chess games in his head before you even move. Uh-huh. He's going to find a way to win that fight. Yeah. But for for you to tell me that he's just going to give up like, oh, man, what am I going to do? I don't know how I'm going to I don't know how I'm going to beat my brother. Oh, your I brother, know middle claws. Your brother just has fingernails. Come on. <laughs> you take some nail clippers and you go take care of that. <laughs> You go to any spa, and he's toast. Yeah, he'd be like, you just get an army of people with some, some, uh, some. What are those things called? They're they're not drills, but nail files. Nail nail, files. Yeah, like automatic nail files. He's like, that's his that's his kryptonite, right? You come after him with that. He's like, ah, no, my nails. Ah. It reminds me of that Family Guy episode where they all get superpowers, and and uh, Megs are she gonna grow her fingernails long? <laughs> that's exactly what this guy's doing. Yeah, he's got super like strength or whatever, but. I mean, his power is growing his nails long. And what are they going to do? Are they going to make his nails metal? Is that all they're going to do? They're going to dip his nails in metal? Well, that's why he couldn't do the project, you know. <laughs> no, but metal nails is, like, only so impressive. But well, yeah, uh, so that's the thing. Why didn't they... They, they could have just dipped his nails in adamantium, right? I mean, hmm? he could have taken that. They wouldn't have to do that. Get him gloves. <laughs> yes! <laughs> get, get him gloves. Just get him some gloves, and then, then it's all, it's an even fight. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> the movie just goes downhill from here, in my opinion. It's just contrivance after contrivance, and it's really pandering to the audience at this point. And it's just saying, hey, we're going to set up this fight here. We're going to give him his metal claws, because everybody knows that he has metal claws. And, you know, they did a better... They did this better in X-Men 2, which we'll talk about in a, in a few weeks. But X-Men 2 did this a lot better when they had those flashback sequences to him getting his adamantium. That was all they had to ever do. They didn't have to do this origin story. Yeah. But they did. And so in doing this origin story, there is this other plot where they're collecting all these mutants and taking them to this island. And one of the mutants that they go and collect is Scott Summers, who we know as Cyclops later on. And evidently, this is the first day where he's got his mutant powers because he's wearing sunglasses in class and his teacher's like, take your sunglasses off. But he's like, I got a headache. You'd think that that would be a standing thing. Like if he had had this issue for, let's say, a week, his teacher would know. He'd have a note. And they wouldn't say anything in the class. <laughs> is, isn't that how that works? You're a teacher, right? Yeah, as a t- as a teacher, if if a student shows up with glasses and makes a big enough fuss about not being able to take it off, um, we aren't allowed to touch the student. We aren't. We aren't. You know, that's just, it's the law. So if if the parents cleared it, they, he's gonna get to wear sunglasses. If he straight up refuses and you don't have a note, you send him to the office where they figure it out, or they send him home. And uh, yeah, that was that was one of those moments where I was like. People don't get how teachers work, right? Like, we're here to serve your kids. And most teachers, as long as that dude's not talking or making a mess or goofing off, no one's going to care he's wearing glasses. And I like how the school <laughs> was completely abandoned when he was a, a child, a student was still there doing his, he was writing on the chalkboard. Because there would be somebody in that classroom, there would be somebody in the hallway, but no. He Legally, just, yeah. 
yeah, there's just he's he's being chased by this menacing saber tooth guy who's scratching stuff as he walks by. <laughs> Somebody would say something, right? Yeah, somebody's gonna be around like, uh, sir, you can't actually be in here. Um, Mr. Would, we need to go to the office. Can Talk you about stop this? scratching the windows, please, and the lockers? Let's <laughs> <laughs> stay funding down the trains. <laughs> we can't afford this. Yeah, and <laughs> so to go with that, he's always scratching the stuff. You know, it's just so stupid how he, when he was going to go, uh, quote unquote, kill the girl earlier, where he was scratching the car on the way up. That was just stupid. I got. I'm. I'm sorry. They wanted to make that like a menacing thing that he does by sc- just scratching stuff randomly everywhere. No, bad, stupid. Yeah, I, I have a new puppy who scratches stuff everywhere, and I'm sorry. It's not menacing. It's annoying. <laughs> it's downright annoying. It is. There, there's nothing menacing about it. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh no, the puppy scratched that wall. Oh, he's trying to murder me and the family. Gotta get him out of here. No. <laughs> if they did but miss no. a, an opportunity, at least with this, they should have had him scratch chalkboard. I mean, isn't that something that bad oh, people yeah. do? Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 something horrible people do. They totally missed um, an opportunity. <laughs> well, I just I just realized that like, yeah, that's a, that was a golden chance to like <laughs> recreate almost everyone's nightmare. <laughs> and it could have been like a supersonic one because his nails are super powered. <laughs> <laughs> It would actually knock uh, Cyclops unconscious because the, the noise was so horrific. Crack his sunglasses easy, a little it's bit. It's easy win. Yep. <laughs> okay, so anyway, they, they're collecting all these mutants, including Scott Summers, and they're taking them to this island, and they're taking their genes from them. They're, uh, you, you'll see, like, throughout this movie, Sabretooth kills all the people on that uh, initial team that they're on, and he's collecting all these samples from them. We find out that they are making a mutant pool, and they're calling it a dead pool, and the host is Wade Wilson, who has his mouth sewed shut and doesn't have a shirt or anything, and has swords that come out of his arms for some reason <laughs> they call this the deadpool character i mean you have wade wilson the him as a mercenary was amazing excellent i loved it yep. but then they turn him into this thing and this is just further reason why my enjoyment level is at a at a flat line the only thing I like about this movie is Wolverine, and at this point, I'm just waiting for the credits to come and get out of here, right? You see this, yep. and you're just like, what are they doing? They are ruining this character. They are, they have no love for what the fans know that this character should be like. And the weird thing is, I've read that Ryan Reynolds kind of found out who Deadpool was when he got the role for this movie. And he read all these comic books and he, they started to tell him what they were doing with this character. And he's like, no, 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 that's not what the comic book is. But then these movie people were like, no, this is what we're going to do. And so he just had to go along with it because he signed the contract. But ever since this movie came out, he was trying to get a Deadpool movie made and didn't get one made until just recently. So 
he got his movie to come out now in 2016. This movie came out in 2009, so it took seven years after this movie to get a Deadpool movie that actually is proper, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that they were able to reclaim the character and just that I... This is and isn't part of canon. There's there's a weird thing about this movie where there's stuff that happens that is erased or totally retconned later on. So that is one thing that is just not even a thing anymore, is that this character. And what do you think about what they did here with this Deadpool character? Because I think you, you've, you've got some love for Deadpool, right? You've read some of the comic books. Uh- I have a lot of love for for the Deadpool character. Um, I have to like sit up and like clench my fist right now. <laughs> this was a complete and utter travesty. Like it's disturbing how anyone who's ever read these comics and been a part of this world and loved the things that we love could ever turn Deadpool into this. I I was actually like. Through this movie, I was trying to get a little jacked. I was like, am I going to get a Deadpool versus Wolverine fight at the end of this? <laughs> I was like, man, I would love to see a Deadpool versus Wolverine. And I started going in my head, I'm like, what guns would Deadpool have to be able to, like, even phase Wolverine? So during this lull of, let's just let's just call it tofu of the movie, you know, bland, no taste, you you don't want to even remember what's going on. Your tofu it's not clues, even clues. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I was like, man, what 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 weapons would we need? Um, how how would we know who would won? Because they both regenerate. So I mean, you can basically rip giant chunks off of them, and they're going to be back in like twelve minutes. So I was I was going through all the possible things that I saw in my head, like these these awesome epic fight. And then the mouth thing happened. And, and I go, unless he cuts this open himself and goes, like, chimichanga. <laughs> you wasted this. This is stupid. Because that, that was like, I was like, what are you doing? This is your, no, no. Deadpool has a mouth. That's why he's called the Merc with a mouth, actually. It's. It's kind of a big thing for the character. What are you doing? Fox? Guys? Guys? And then the cluster bomb of awfulness erupted into one of the worst fights in a movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it was um, pretty bad. The only fight that I put below it is uh, the last scene from Titanic. Um, there was <laughs> enough room on that door, guys. But that that was barely, barely below that fight. So... Yeah, it was really bad, man. I it, it's one of those things where, as somebody who's never wanted to make movies, I've never had that urge. Um, it's one of those moments, like, man, I could do your job better. Yeah, because this should have never happened, and and you ruined a great character and what could have been a pretty good fight and a really fun setup. And uh, yeah, you made you made up your own make believe unicorn character that nobody will ever love. Mm-mm. Nobody ever loved this character at all. In fact, no. the only thing I remember coming out of this movie is people hating, absolutely hating what they did with the, with the Deadpool character. No. Yeah. Yeah. That 
that would have been worth me. I would have paid to go to this movie twice just to rewatch it because I I probably wouldn't have believed the first. I'm like, oh, I must have fallen asleep and like dreamt some crazy stuff. Like, <laughs> must have had some really bad popcorn. The milk duds were were really you know fermented and old. I gotta go see this again <laughs> to make sure. Um, and then the, your second take, you just sit there going, no, no, they really did this. They really, really, really hurt me. And that was it was a, it was a deep blow for for Marvel that day. Mm, yeah, but since then. I feel like they've tried really hard to to fix things. At least Marvel, as a company, has. Fox. Mm, Fox so has now too. Much, but they. So this movie, I think we're pretty much done talking about it at this point because you get this battle and it's stupid, and they have this <laughs> stupid gun that they shoot that has adamantium bullets, <laughs> and which why didn't why why would you make that gun if you you didn't have to make him antimate you could have done just shoot him with the antimanium gun before you dip him in it (laughs) so i mean but here's the other thing so when metal hits metal usually it ricochets and especially when it's like the strongest metal on earth hitting itself it's not going to penetrate guys it's just going to (laughs) ricochet It's not gonna work. I just oh, it's so bad. So he's shooting him, and he's shooting him in the body first off, which you can do with a regular gun, and it's gonna do the same effect. But so he shoots him in the head finally, and that is a magic memory eraser. And then he wakes up, and he doesn't remember what's going on. So yeah, this movie is an abomination. It's terrible. Wolverine himself forgot this movie happened, and that is the only good thing to come out of this. The best thing to come out of this movie <laughs> is that Wolverine got his adamantium, and that he forgot that how he got his adamantium. Do you think that was the storyboard? <laughs> like, well, here's here's the scene we want to start with: how Wolverine got his stuff, but then he forgot how he got his got it all. And then they worked back from there. And uh, we're like, <laughs> maybe. Because, you know, when, when you first work in a story, the first part's the, you know, maybe the worst. You know, when you're like, oh, I've got this idea. It's a really good idea. But how do I get there? So then, like, if they went from that point and worked back, that's why the beginning of the movie is so good. Because it's the farthest from that point. That's true. <laughs> of, of origination. Uh, this movie. <laughs> I... It it wasn't as bad as I thought it was, like, the first 30 minutes of the movie, but then after that, it was, oh, yeah, this is exactly what I remembered it being. This is pretty terrible. And I think this is the lowest that the X-Men franchise ever gets, honestly. Uh, no, I am actually, I am sorry. It gets lower than this once, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in a few movies. See, but uh, this This was the second lowest for me. In, in comic book movies, um, at least for Marvel and DC, like the two, the really big ones. The only one for me that would be underneath it would have been uh, Green Lantern. But mm-hmm. again, Ryan Reynolds was great in it. Like he, he did what he could with a really bad script, from my opinion on that one. But mm-hmm. so. Ryan Reynolds, he can't get a break except recently. So <laughs> 2016 is finally his year. <laughs> <laughs> So, overall thoughts of X-Men Origins Wolverine. What what do you... If you were to rate this 1 to 10, what would you give it? 1 to 10? So, 1 being, like, horrible, 10 being I would want to go see it more and more and more? Yes. 
Okay. Uh, my heart wants to say one, <laughs> but my brain says negative two. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna even that out a little bit and go negative one point five. Wait. Nice. No, just negative one. Yeah, negative one. So you were going to write Fox and say they owe you some time to your mm, life. More than that. I, I, I'm going to write Fox and be like, listen, you need to just apologize to the world. Um, everyone. Every living being. Every every animal. Every insect. And basically anything that breathes or moves or enjoys this planet from, from the lowest of the fungi that eat eat crap deserve a written formal apology from you for what you did in this movie. <laughs> there you have it, folks. <laughs> that cannot be more eloquently put than than that. Uh, for me, this movie is just... It is a train wreck, and it's got promise at the beginning, and that promise gives it a little bit of a positivity note from my, from my point of view. So for me, I think it's got to be like a two, two and a half maybe on that mm-hmm. on that radar but it's just one of those movies where man I, I think fantastic four might have been on equal to this you know the Oof. because i just the mishandling of the characters that was happened in mm-hmm. fantastic four kind of matches what happened in this movie but it's one of those things where this movie is just not yeah. it had potential and it just did mm-hmm. not live up to it no, and, and I can see the mishandling of some of the characters in Fantastic Four, but I thought the character setup they did in Fan- the Fantastic Four movie for at least the main four, I, I'm sorry, I don't know if I've ever seen a movie who did that and making me care about groups than, than I've seen in a setup movie in a long time. Like I, I'm sorry, I love the, the relationship between Mr. Fantastic and Grimm. Um, how they were childhood friends who one was, you know, just kind of a, a big, big, tough guy um, who wasn't super smart, who was sticking up for his friend who was kind of a geek and helped him create all these cool things he wanted to create and helped support that habit and in, in developing something to help the world. Um, what they did with those two characters, I, I I just really loved. And that's why I enjoyed that movie. But we're, we're not here to talk about Fantastic Four. It talk about the poop storm that is uh, X Men Wolverine Origins or Origins. <laughs> and you cut out just a little bit there, but I think we got the gist of what you were saying. <laughs> and I, I do have to say that with Fantastic Four, like you said, the the beginning was fine, but it's the point where they get their powers. They just yeah. it fizzles out from there, and that's kind of like with this movie, the point where he decides to go get the adamantium and becomes the wolverine that we know is just where this movie goes down into the wrong direction so it's kind of just one of those things where it's not the complete package right it it's not what we deserve as fans of comic book movies and of comic books it's this is a movie that was made by a film company with comic license but had complete disregard to the comic itself Mm. that's how i feel with this movie amen so, next week, we will be continuing our look into the X-Men universe with X-Men First Class. Because even though it came out after like the original X-Men movies, chronologically, it is next in the list. So, we will be looking at X-Men 
first class next week. And between now and then, as I mentioned, we will be launching our The League of Entertaining Gentlemen podcast. So look forward to seeing that this week on Wednesday. And you can reach the show um, at Entertaining Pod on Twitter or shoot us an email at that's entertaining at gmail.com. And you can find me on Twitter. I am at Sith Nightmare, S I T H K N I G H T M A R E. And I am on Xbox Live and most other gaming platforms as Spider Jedi. Mo, how about you? You can find me uh, at Coach Hulk, where you can help me lead my crusade to Tweet Fox on getting that apology back that we deserve. <laughs> there you go. And you're Coach Mo as well on Xbox Live, right? Uh, Coach Mahoney. Yeah, that's my last name. There you go. So if you want to do some achievement hunting, I'm sure he wouldn't say no. Ladies and gentlemen, that'll do it for us this week. We thank you for listening, and we hope that you have been entertained. Thank you.